I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know, uh, one of Gavin uh, Newsom's most uh, irritating little quirks is he's constantly uh, preening about how California is going to be the leader in uh, in this or that. And that's the, we're the laboratory of democracy. Didn't you hear that last right, hour? That's right. We're going to be the world leader on climate change and other states and nations will follow. And for the most part, that's not true. Uh, most other states and nations do not follow. There is an exception, though, which we wanted to explore here. It turns out after uh Newsom signed the bill in California banning gas-powered cars in 2035. People in Virginia found out that a law was passed last year that Virginia had to follow California's lead, and gas-powered cars would be banned there as well. Now, this was under a Democratic governor, and Democrats uh, had majorities in both chambers of the legislature. Uh, since then, there's a new Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, and he came out the next day and said, uh, we're going to have to roll this back. <laughs> and we're going to talk now to the attorney general, Jason Miares. He's a Republican, too. And uh, it is, it is as written, going to apply to Virginia uh, if uh, changes aren't made. Uh, let's get uh, the attorney general on. Hi, how are you? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Great to be with you. Explain. Explain how the law is written that you uh, are forced to follow California's lead. Well, you know, we had this period of time. We had this kind of far left liberal monopoly in in Virginia that took over our state government, state house, state senate and the governor's mansion. And uh, there is very few uh, pieces of woke and weird legislation that they didn't push through, one of which was saying that Virginia automatically had to adopt California's admission standards. Well, as you know. These admission standards are set by an unelected board in California, which means that Virginians have absolutely zero say in what these admission standards are. And obviously, uh, California is, I think, pretty dysfunctional state. 
And, you know, they said that we have to ban all non-EV cars by next decade. But people have to realize this is not about any year in the 2030s. Four years from now, 2026, 35% of all new vehicle sales in Virginia, because they tied to this rule, have to be EVs. Last year, that number was 2%. And I've talked to several dealers that have said the only way, the absolute only way you could get to that 35% number is if you artificially inflate the price of every non-EV car, because your average electric vehicle right now sold is about $66,000. And as they said, what this is, this is a tax on the poor. Your average working class Virginian or American that want to just buy a simple Honda Accord or an F-150, uh, the only way they're going to be able to somehow get to that 35% number is make non-EV cars more expensive by $15,000, $25,000. And so this is a classic case of what you have in government where people assume if I have good intentions, It'll guarantee good results. This is a tax on the poor. As one dealer told me, this is nothing more but working class Virginians subsidizing EV cars for wealthy lawyers, wealthy business owners, and wealthy doctors because working class folks aren't coming in here trying to buy electric vehicles. And so that's what we're saying. And I got to just tell you, I was out in California this summer visiting the Reagan Ranch, and I just thought, you have to be really bad at your job, Gavin Newsom. To have a state this beautiful, to have a net plus 200,000 people a year leaving a state that has so much natural beauty, it's just, it shows you just how dysfunction this far left liberal monopoly is in California. We got a taste of it in Virginia and we rejected it this past November, but that's what you're seeing right now in California is we actually have signs that are popping up in Virginia that says, don't California, my Virginia. And uh, it's just really caused a lot of outrage out, out here. Um, on the East Coast. Did the public know the implications of this when the Virginia law was passed last year? No. I mean, the media covered it some, and we warned them. We told them, you are tying ourselves to the most far-left uh, government and regulatory state in the country, and Virginians lose their voice, Virginians lose their say, uh, but they didn't care. It really was this sense of, we know what's best. There was this sense of arrogance. I mean, you saw this in almost every area from tax and, and regulatory to just this criminal first, victim last mindset of bills they pass, uh, quoted the name of social justice, but social justice without criminal justice doesn't reform anything. It's a criminal first, victim last mi mindset that's hurting Virginians. So we've gotten a little taste of it for two years in Virginia of what this far left progressive agenda looks like. And like I said, we rejected it. Uh, but that's kind of where we are. So I do find it a little bit laughable that Gavin Newsom is going around uh, trying to tell how great California is. There's not a, California has some of the worst income inequality in the country, some of the worst homeless rates in the country, some of the worst rates of, of drug addiction in the country, some of the most violent crime rates in the country. And somehow he thinks that's a platform to go around the country and say, look at California. If California is so great, why are you having so many people leave and move to other states that have some common sense? policies and taxes, regulation, and criminal justice. And so that's what you're saying. And, um, uh, but, yeah, that's what we're dealing with in California. I, it got very little media coverage at the time. And, and so it's legal to force people to uh, abide by a law that was passed by an unelected body in California. Uh, that just strikes me as should be constitutionally well, wrong I, in some way. Well, the problem is you do have these uh, kind of administrative uh, multi-state compacts that have been in existence and that have the courts have ruled are constitutional. But that goes to a bigger point 
which if you think most of the problems people have with what Joe Biden is doing are not bills. They're actually executive orders and, and regulations being pushed out by the administrative state. And if you want to know part of the reason why Washington and a lot of state governments get dysfunctional is they basically stop legislating. They start allowing unelected legislative bodies to, to pass laws. And that's what I'd like to point out. You've had these rules and regulation promulgated by these regulatory bodies in Washington or Sacramento that they, they are never voted on by your elective representatives. Your, your senator, your congressman, they can comment and say they dislike it, but they never actually vote on it. But they have the same full force and effect of a law. In fact, your governor can complain about it. That's all they could do. The only people that could challenge them are your state attorneys general that could take them to court. And so people ask me what surprised me about my job. What has surprised me just how much federal overreach there's been, federal regulations that have been promulgated that can impact every aspect of an American's lives. But they're never it's never voted on. There's never any hearings, there's never any comment period. Uh, by the general public to be able to testify. And so that's part of our job is what we push back on this federal regulations. And so, yes, unfortunately, uh, that's what's happened at the federal level. It was this kind of a somewhat obscured case, unless you're a lawyer, Chevron deference. Uh, the Supreme Court may reference it. But, yeah, you have a big, big problem with an administrative state that passes law after law, and it's never a bill. And it's really, I think, one of the things that's, in, that's going to be a, a huge issue as you move forward asking just how much responsibility uh, and how much do we want to give to these unelected bodies that yeah. never have well, the answer to the voters on any given, issue. We've given a lot of power. Uh, I, I, the public, I don't think, is aware of all the power the California Air Research Board has in this state. Now, in your state, in Virginia, you can repeal this through the legislature. The Republicans have one chamber. Right. The Democrats have the other so I guess until you get Republicans controlling both chambers, you're not able to repeal this? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, as I tell people, I my job is I, I call balls and strikes to enforce the law. I mean, if the law is something I disagree with, I was in the General Assembly when this ball came up, this bill came up. I voted against it. Uh, but it is the law right now. And so what I have tried to say is this is why elections matter. We have a new set of elections in 2023, both for the state Senate and the state House. And so you're exactly right. Uh, that's the way we're going to have to repeal it um, is we're going to have to get control of the General Assembly and get some sanity uh, on this. Because right now, and this is the one thing I've realized, is the environmental left has such a grip on the, on the Democratic Party. They have such a large financial grip on the Democratic Party that even people that I know are pretty reasonable Democrats. I have great relationships with several Democratic members They've basically been said, listen, if I vote to repeal this, I do think this is pretty insane. I'll be I'll be primary. I'll be primary and I'll probably lose a um, lose my seat are in they the not Democratic primary because that, that's just what it is. Are they not afraid of the public turning on them over something stupid like this? Uh, you know, I, I can't I can't speak to that. I, I think they're more worried about their nomination. And um, uh, but that's the reality. I do think there's a lot of anger, I think. If you don't think people are upset now, wait till they suddenly see the sticker prices on their on their non EV cars. They come in, they get artificially inflated. Uh, there's no way you can get to that 35 percent number. I mean, you can't go from two percent to 35 percent. And listen, I talked to an energy expert, and I said, listen, if we suddenly went to just 10 percent, if overnight uh, nationally we went to 10 percent of all vehicles uh, on the road were EVs, what would that do to our electric grid? And the word he used to describe it was catastrophic catastrophic he said that we cannot handle that and so 
on one hand, they've made it impossible to add capacity to our electric grid. Um, on the flip side, they've asked, made these demands that we have, you know, within four years, a third of all cars uh, sold be EVs. And so our electric grid can't handle it. They've literally set up a regime that's doomed to fail. California cannot meet the energy demands on the grid uh, that their push for EVs is going to happen. And so it will probably reach ahead once Gavin Newsom has left, because like I said, he lives in a world where he thinks if he has good intentions, it will guarantee good results. Uh, nobody in the real world operates that way. Nobody in the private sector operates that way. Nobody on a sports team operates that way. Nobody in the military operates that way. It's only politicians in very liberal enclave that can get away with having this idea that just because I mean well, I'm going to have good results. Uh, I think it's part of the reason why government is so dysfunctional right now. And, um, uh, and, and listen, that's one thing I appreciate about Governor Yunkin. He has this mindset of bringing kind of a, a business solution-oriented mindset to government. He doesn't get away with the idea that just because I meant well, uh, I don't have to follow up and measure success. He measures success in everything he does, and uh, that's part of the reason why he wants to repeal this. Well, thank you for coming on with it. J- Jason Meares, uh, the Attorney General of Virginia. Virginia is bound by California's electric vehicle mandate, and uh, it's going to kick in, in uh, by 2026 in Virginia as well as here in California, 35% of cars will have to be electric, and it's just impossible for all the reasons that uh, Jason laid out here. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you. All right, more coming up in the John and Kent Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, one of the uh, big national stories this afternoon, of course, comes from Florida. I think we were just talking about this on Friday, that we had not had a hurricane make land in the U.S. so far this hurricane season. It is going to happen in Florida with Hurricane Ian. Uh, The place it looks like it's going to hit is Tampa. Yeah, I've been watching the Weather Channel all afternoon. Yeah? What do you got? It's exciting. Well, I mean, hurricane predictions are unreliable, but the track Hmm. would take it right into Tampa or very near Tampa. They've got hurricane warnings already posted. And a warning means they think it's definitely going to happen. And in fact, we have we have some friends who live around there, and one couple's already driving to Ohio to get out of the way. Yeah, you might want to do that because if it takes out the power, which it often does, that's just a pain in the neck. That can go on for days or weeks when it does that kind of yeah, right. infrastructure. It blows down all the. Uh, Power poles and the power lines go down. If there's a lot of power lines down, then yeah, they just don't have enough uh, equipment. See another argument personnel. for undergrounding, right? I think, boy, I think the time has come that all power lines ought to be underground because uh, a hurricane brushed past Puerto Rico, and I heard that they still haven't plugged back in from the hurricane five years ago. Yeah, and I'm too. thinking, all right, you, 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 this is a bad system. This doesn't work in a tropical climate where there are hurricanes. You can't have power uh, poles and power lines up in the air. Yeah. Uh, DeSantis, the governor, announced today that St. Pete Clearwater International Airport said its terminal will close at 1 o'clock Florida time tomorrow due to mandatory evacuation orders from Pinellas County and will remain closed until the evacuation order is lifted. They have told some 300,000 people that 
you might want to leave. Like you mentioned that yeah. those people that are headed to Ohio, um, this could be a good time. And we're looking at, according to the latest projections of the storm, it is looking like it'll start to have an effect sometime tomorrow afternoon in Florida. This is, again, the Gulf Coast. They weren't sure where this thing was going to go uh, initially, which side of Florida, whether or not it would hit the middle of the state. But it, they, they now believe because it's over Cuba. Well, they're looking at uh, a surge. I think it's called a surge warning, oh. surge of uh, flood water, and that uh, it could hit uh, 10 feet in the Tampa area. I think six to ten feet is the uh, oh the waves yeah 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 and, and, just, and just the ocean moving in on the low lying land yeah they say that thirty six hours before it actually hits land the people there are going to feel it with the winds and the rain that's and they're worried that this is another one of these hurricanes that's going to slow down mm-hmm. and if it slows down the intense rain could really flood people out yeah. Storm surge is what causes a lot of terrible flooding. That's what, uh, when, when Superstorm Sandy hit the Northeast 10 years ago, New York and New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, that's what did it. It, it was just a st- sat there. Yeah. And uh, they weren't ready for that. You know, you can predict the rainfall, you can predict the wind, but how much of the ocean is going to move in on you? Some t- you, 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 can't, you can't really prepare for that. You just got to get out of the way. Nevertheless, this is... Almost October, and this is just the fourth hurricane of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. That, that they had predicted a lot more than that, didn't they? Oh, I know. Well, they're they're because everybody's always wrong. How do you predict hurricanes before the start I don't of the know season? How you predict hurricanes? Doesn't that sound preposterous? The oh, way I know. They form. I don't know how you would there, know. There's going to be nine named storms that hit the United States this year. So you don't know that. Why don't you just sit and wait till the storm forms and then watch it and track it? And then, yeah, like they're doing now, two days before it might hit, say, hey, this one might hit. But up yeah, the problem now- for, for hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico, the extra problem there is that they have warmer water. And hurricanes like warmer water. They can really feed off of it. So that was like a problem for Katrina back in 2005. And they're looking at it again for this that once the storm hits the Gulf of Mexico, it can really pick up intensity. So, Yeah, the, the Gulf waters in the 80s in late summer. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, I've been it's in like, there. Yeah, it's like bath water. It is <laughs> bath water. <laughs> uh, up to 20 inches of rain could fall in parts of the western Florida peninsula through later in the week. And there could be a lot of flash flooding. Some people are leaving, as John just mentioned, as other stories here I'm looking at in the media that people have decided to take. But you always know how this works. There's always a pretty strong contingent that's, ah, I've heard this before, not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. Didn't we just go through? Didn't I remember Tampa had it? Because this is, again, they're, they're calling this like the mother of all storms. Wasn't there one? How many years ago was that? About Tampa five, had one. I remember the mayor of Tampa was on TV. It was five years ago? Yeah. I remember he was interviewed everywhere talking about him. We're not kidding. Get out. We're not kidding. No. It'll be, be catastrophic. I think it was at the end of September or mid-September because coincidentally, my wife and I took a trip to Sarasota and we stayed at a hotel and there were a lot of uh, electrical uh, power workers there and they were running the trucks to put up the power lines again. Oh. The lines that had got knocked over in Sarasota and there, was a, there were a lot of stores that were closed that had gotten damaged and there was a lot of debris in the streets from like... You know, palm trees 
you know, the palm fronds littered right. all over the place. Yeah, they got the scary headlines. 140 mile per hour winds are possible. Oh. Oh. It's a monster storm. Oh, first uh, for Tampa, it would be the first direct hit in 100 years. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry, what did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier with one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Oh, so they didn't get directly hit five years ago then? Not directly hit. Yeah, I... Just remember the buildup to that was unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. 1921, 115 mile per hour winds battered the city. It is 100 years since they've had yeah. something that large if we now, do get to that kind of... The one five years ago did a funny wiggle and got around. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Now that you yeah. say it, it did. Right. There was some strange uh, turn. Yeah, you can't. That's why it's impossible to predict. You right. just have to decide, you know, what, what's your fear factor? What risk you, are you willing to live with? It's funny when you think about hurricanes versus earthquakes. Would you rather be in a place where you have advance notice and you can decide what to do? Or would you rather be here where we're going to get like a seven point whatever? Yeah. We're not going to. And those stupid earthquake warning apps. Yeah, you got 10 seconds to run. Maybe your dog will bark uh, 10 seconds ahead. <laughs> but there's nothing you can go. Maybe I'd rather be just. It's like the old question Do you want to die a slow death where you can <laughs> say goodbye to everybody or do you want to just have a sudden heart attack and drop? <laughs> number two. Yeah, number two, I think, is the way I lean. I don't want to think about it for too long. I don't want a bunch of goodbyes anyway. All right, more coming up. Johnny Kent Show. KFI AM640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. It's an exciting day today. Uh, not only is there a hurricane headed towards Florida, but NASA is about to NASA is about to crash into an asteroid. With the, well, not the the agency itself, but nope. yeah, a spacecraft. The agency. They are shooting the agency into space. <laughs> into, the, into space to slam into a. <laughs> yes, and they're uh, uh, they're shooting the CDC into the asteroid as well, which would be good. so. This is practice to see if we can actually maybe use this method. Mm-hmm. If yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's at four fifteen. It's supposed to happen. Yeah, our time seven fifteen yeah. Eastern. And Eric already has a connection to the live stream. So really, we're uh, able to hear the collision. Is there a sound to this? Or currently, there is no sound. There's no sound. And what's the what's the video of? I'm looking at a black screen with a white dot. I'm assuming that's like the cursor to the center of the camera. Oh, mm. so that's not the asteroid. No, I don't believe so. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it it might be. I honestly have no clue. 
I'm not. Whether or not I'm we not can a watch scientist. this happen or hear this happen or. It's right. uh, gonna. It's gonna hit. The, the, well, well, their their spacecraft is called DART, the Double Asteroid Redirection Test Spacecraft. What a ridiculous name! But they wanted to spell out DART, and they've <laughs> uh, launched it to crash into the asteroid they've named Dimorphos at fourteen thousand miles an hour, at four fourteen Pacific time today. Wow. Now, who's joining us after four? Steve Gregory, who has a lot more detail, John. You can ask all these questions. We'll be able to hear it. What's it supposed to be able to prove or do? I imagine nobody's on the spacecraft. <laughs> I think they launched it. Was it last year that I read? They should have put some prisoners on there. They. <laughs> but how do you measure these things to know that you're exactly going to have, a, you know, uh, get this collision? We'll find out if they're right. <laughs> this is just like a video game. What, what I what I don't what I don't see in the story is, um, I mean the the asteroid's only five hundred feet in diameter, so this is a small rock here. Sure, it's not that big. Um, We're practicing. It's actually uh, a little moon of a larger asteroid called Didymos, hmm. and uh, it's about a half mile away from Didymos. Didymos. And Dimorphos completes one orbit every uh, roughly 12 hours. Yeah. Dimorphos orbits Didymos. It's a self-driving suicidal spacecraft. And uh, the, it, the people who are overseeing this mission are at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory in Maryland. But they're just going to watch. Oh. It's already been programmed to uh, travel and hit the asteroid at uh, 414 Pacific. Um, it says Dart's camera will not spot Dimorphos as a separate dot from Didymos until an hour before the crash. Then it will adjust its flight path and end in a glorious collision. It's really hard to hit a very little object in space, and we're going to do it, said uh, one of the project heads. It looks like NASA was also gonna. What's the song go? Shoot a rocket to the moon. <laughs> Did you know this? But they called it off for tomorrow because of the hurricane. Well, yeah, they were. It's gonna a do... it's a four point one billion dollar rocket to the moon. They were going to do that last month. Yeah, but they had all kinds of uh, issues. Artemis One, it's called. Yeah. Wow. Well, they never they never launched that. Huh? No, I was following that the last. No, they scheduled it for tomorrow, but they've called it off. They think they can do it next week now. They didn't want to risk it with the storm coming in, so they have postponed the launch. Why don't we turn this stuff week? over to Ian, uh, Leah, Ian. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Maybe. NASA's been uh, fumbling around with uh, with the rocket launch Artemis for, uh, for a whole month now. Yeah. All right, now back in the real world, we are now looking at 22 years. What about 22 years? Right now, the price you're paying for gasoline in the state of California is at the largest, highest price gap it's been in 22 years from the rest of the country. It's almost a dollar ninety more than mm -hmm. the national average. Yes. If you heard the news this morning, we are edging back towards six dollars a gallon. I heard one price today of five eighty-four, and I did see some pumps over the weekend that were already priced 
over $6 a gallon. They're, this is an all-out assault on our way of life. This is the state of California trying to drive us out of our gasoline-powered cars now. Not only an electric car mandate coming, but they're going to try to uh, push us into buying the electric cars immediately. And and they're, they've artificially rigged the system between their uh, greenhouse gas rules and the myriad of taxes on us and on industry. So now it's a $1.90 differential. This is on purpose, by design. They know what that, that's exactly what they're doing, and you're letting them do it to you. This has nothing to do with Russia and Ukraine because no. nationally prices have been dropping for weeks, but in California they have been heading back upwards. We are bucking the national trend, and once again questions are being raised. How could that be? Um, you start, of course, with the taxes, but that's been there for years. Well, I know it was usually a dollar twenty-five difference, a dollar fifty difference. Now it's a dollar ninety difference. It's because they can. The usual explanations in these stories, you're so tired of hearing refinery problems, geographic isolation. Yeah, well, they, they should have fixed those problems 20 years ago. The winter blend is coming. It should help prices go down a bit. It's cheaper, the winter blend. Oh, you, no, no. I'm not taking um, like 10, 10 cents cheaper, 5 cents cheaper because they have a new blend. Look at the price. That's all it is, yes. Look at the price in uh, Connecticut, three thirty-four. I got all the state gas averages here. Alabama, three twenty-one. I saw six twenty-nine on the station closest to me this morning. It three bucks more than the average price in Alabama, and that's for regular. Because we are the laboratory of democracy, we have to lead the way to get people out of their gas-powered cars. Look at this. You will pay in in Joe Biden's miserable state, Delaware, three thirty-three. Georgia, 312. Holy crap, we're over $3 higher than Georgia. This is, oh, Mississippi, 307. Most of the states are in the threes. They're apparently, according to three experts in this story I'm reading, no evidence of racketeering on the state's oil refineries. No, there's there rac- still an ongoing probe into gas pricing in the state assembly. It's been there for like years. Yeah, that's, that's their cover your ass stuff. That's when they're pushed by a reporter saying, well, you know, we have a commission looking into the price differential that has been plaguing consumers for so many years. And we're going to get to the bottom of the corruption. Uh, shut up. Oh, oh, you know what? 90, not, over 90% of the states are, are in the $3 range. Wow, though, is one of the, what's this guy's first name? What a quote he gives at the end of the story. It is commonly accepted that September has been a bonanza month for California's oil refiners. If you're a refiner in the Gulf Coast, your gross profit on gasoline is about $6.60 per barrel of oil. If you're in LA, it's $101. The difference is incredible. Well, that that is, that is an incredible difference. How's that, that working, though? I don't know how that works. But because so we're paying six whatever a gallon, I guess, uh, I don't know. That sounds like a, he calls it an See, incredible nobody, bonanza. Nobody ever explains that. What, but, but. Well, maybe I'll try to get this guy on the air. Yeah, somebody, uh, somebody's got it. I don't think I've it. talked to this guy before. We've. It's usually the usual suspects in these stories of uh, yeah. like good old Severin Borenstein. And they all at, say uh, the same thing over and over again, and in the end, they don't know. Well, all right, look, the price of gas in Hawaii, the average price, 
is 55 cents less than California. Now, they call California an island, uh, uh, an energy island, yes, right? Yes, geographically well, isolated. What do you call Hawaii? What, what, what is that? Is it, how long is a flight to Hawaii? I haven't gone in a long time. I don't remember. What is that, six hours? Yeah, it takes about six hours. So it's, it, it's six. I was there last year. Six hours by plane. God knows how, how long it takes uh, some kind of oil tanker on the ocean to get there, right? Right. How does it, how does it so far out and it's 60 cents less? Hmm. You can't blame that on transportation costs because that's what they were saying is, you know, there's no pipeline that comes out of the south, out of the Gulf of Mexico, that goes to the west coast. We don't have the pipeline right. where there's pipelines that take it all over the south and the east coast. And so the transportation costs are much less. So here they can get the gas to Hawaii cheaper. You know, there's something just deeply corrupt. It's ugly and evil. All right, we will be talking to Steve Gregory after 4 o'clock about what's going on with NASA. And you know what? And to... this is why I, I can certainly believe that oil companies are corrupt and greedy and manipulative, right? How come they're only manipulative here, though? Why don't they add another buck to the price of gas in all the other states? Why won't they be manipulative and greedy in Connecticut? Just in California? Because it works in that the politicians here want us to stop using gas-powered cars so they really won't fight very hard against higher prices. It's a conspiracy, no? Oh, it might be. I don't know. I'll believe anything now. But when you get when you get a $3 differential, it, it, that now now this is, this is extremely Yeah, like scandalous. I said, it's the highest gap in 22 years. That's yeah, completely no, outrageous. No, then there's something illegal going on. There's people who ought to be uh, imprisoned. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, Asteroid Smashing will be our subject after 4 o'clock. We'll be joined by Steve Gregory. He's got some information on this NASA project that a spacecraft is going to slam into a, well, it's not a big asteroid, but, you know, sort of a test case at about 4.15. And we're hoping to have some sort of sound. We don't know what we have, but there's something online that we have called up. I found a new stream. Uh, Oscar came and showed it to me. It's it has some of the people from NASA actually talking and then uh, a smaller box with the um, actual asteroid in the camera. The little white dot I was explaining earlier actually is NASA the asteroid. TV. That is the asteroid, huh? Steve's right. yelling at me, NASA TV. NASA TV what? That's the stream that I have on. Uh, well, how do you call it up on uh, online? A, a, a good plan for how we might react if we ever do discover a dangerous asteroid that is different from Dimorphos. Well, hey, I mean, it's better it's to be safe on, than uh, sorry. NASA. So <laughs> it sounds like y'all's party is really just getting started after impact. So congratulations yeah, on your success like so far. Hosts. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. 21 minutes and now, 48 second, seconds. Now, we should be learning if right. DART has a precision lock on its target Dimorphos. This is a key milestone critical to tonight's success. Yeah, Samson, so. mission operations you know must be buzzing. How are things going? Hey, Tahira, the energy is indeed electric, and the team is hyper-focused. Yeah, you sound electric. You could hear a pin drop right now as we're coming up on the critical 20-minute mark from impact and expecting to hear from the team that SmartNav is now precision-locked onto Dimorphos, which means that SmartNav will be tracking it's so only far Dimorphos away. Can't they make this up, pretend they did hit Why? it? Why? SmartNav has, ah, SmartNav has First conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's Dimorphos. like landing on the moon. How do and we so know? we want to remove any confusion by continuing They can to play some sound. Dimorphos. <laughs> because what could happen with Didymos is oh, that I got shape you. could be such that there's I got a lot the screen of up on the uh, which could on my make TV it seem here. in the Draco image oh, you're like seeing the dot? blobs, Watch it on as my the computer team likes screen. to call them. Yes. 
And we don't I can want see, to um, stick any of those uh, Didymos, so <laughs> the main asteroid. Isn't that a rapper? Pete Didymos. He was at the festival this um, weekend. Right, oh, so yeah, Pete Didymos. <laughs> yeah, Diddy was. And Dimorphos is floating around Didymos. I can see it. It's a little speck. All right. Yeah. We'll... I guess we should carry it live then. Maybe we'll delay the break a minute. It's 4.14. It's supposed to happen. So. Well, it'll be timed, you know, to the second. I know. That's why she said 23 minutes. I looked at the clock. Yeah. I said, yeah, it's about 23 minutes away. That's right. They can't, they can't slow this rocket down. So, so we'll talk to Steve leading up to that, and then uh, we'll, we'll play right. whatever the audio is. Right. That's exciting. Wow, it's a big moment on the show. I wish we could hear the big explosion, though. Big boom. <laughs> uh, back in the real world. Uh, remember John Perez? John Perez used to be the Speaker of the State Assembly. Another hack for the dumpster on the John and Ken show. He's a former chair of the UC Board of Regents and the former leader of the State Assembly. He has found himself, it looks like, another landing spot. Do you remember the whole stem cell stuff? Remember years ago, the voters passed a bond measure about stem cell research? Yeah, so... Um... There's an agency that's got $12 billion dollars for stem cell research. And they're going to appoint John Perez, and I'm not so sure what his knowledge of sports uh, stem cell is. Uh, anyway, he's going to get a position on the board. And it pays $632,000. $632,000? Yes. He's one of these dumb cluck politicians that just... It's the uh, governing board of the California Stem Cell Agency. He will be the chair, actually. He doesn't know anything. Uh, he is a stem cell. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think we used to call politicians that. <laughs> you stem cell. You're nothing but a stem cell. <laughs> That's all I got left is one stem cell. Um, I remember voting for this. As at the time, I thought it was a good idea. And if they have $12 <laughs> yeah. billion now, what have they done with all that $12 billion? Has, has there been any breakthroughs using stem cells? Have they cured anything? I, you know, the Times did a story treatments? a couple of years ago. There was a couple of things they claim that have come from it. But I don't think anything earth-shattering. So they've been doing this now for... It's been a while. More yeah, than... it's been a lot of years. Oh, the ballot initiative was 2004. Oh, my God. 18 <laughs> years already? It was, yes. Where'd my life go? <laughs> it was 18 years ago. 18 years? Well, if they should have done That's something older than high speed rail, they should have done something <laughs> spectacular by now after 18 years. You would think so. And now they got twelve. No, million. it's just a way to give a friend a good spot. Well, six hundred thousand dollar job. That's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm look. I'm recognizing other names on this, uh, on no, this board list. here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's what they often do with these positions. That's why they. That's why they create these agencies. Oh, stem cells will be very useful in treating some of the worst diseases known to mankind. Actually, it's going to provide six-figure jobs for dozens of politicians who've been termed out of office. Yeah, kicked a out landing of office. Spot. That's what it is. Because none of these guys can do anything in the real world. So we put them on some commission. They got 35 people on the on the board. You need 35 people. Wouldn't five do? All right. Four o'clock hour is upon us, which means we're going to have the, uh, the the NASA spacecraft colliding with a small asteroid. Yeah. Uh, that's the idea. At 414, Steve Gregory will give us more information coming up next. John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Mark Runner, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.